Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that tells the story behind the book. It includes insights from authors about how they compose their work, what inspires them, and what they hope you'll take away from their book. Here's your host for this episode of Books on Air, Suzanne Harris. Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Sloan Fremont filling in for Suzanne Harris. This is a podcast where listeners get the secret story behind every book. Joining me today is Rita Wright, author of the book, Under the Fig Tree, Time to Go, One Last Coffee. Under the Fig Tree is a dramatic, true-life, 21st century story of one girl whose feelings and troubles are replicated worldwide, demonstrating how chronic trauma or being constantly drip-fed negativity and frustration has dire consequences. Rita, welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so let's start out by telling the audience a little bit about yourself and your book, Under the Fig Tree. Hi, yes, okay. So um, I'm the mother uh, of a daughter who took her own life, age 37. Uh, Anna was born quite anxious, needy, and this turned into anorexia in her teens. She rallied round and came back from... Uh, a deep depression to go to art school, uh, art university, where she got a BA with honours and she had a, her fashion shown in London and she illustrated worldwide for the BBC. Um, Anna had lots of highs and lows, always in a battle with her mental health. But mm. when she was strong, uh, she came out and just went for it again. So really her, the book shows how her life undulates through these years and what trauma does to Anna in dramatic mm-hmm. moments. How she can be, like she, she was born in London. Um, she, uh, she loved Paris. She fell in love with Paris when she was at university and then she went to live there where she had some of her art exhibited. But then she was caught up in the terrorist attacks in Paris in 2015. Mm-hmm. And the post-traumatic stress disorder really, really hit her hard. And um, she survived just another three years after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the book is about Anna's battle with being sensitive, being bullied, and taking, I mean, really hypersensitive. But I think the, the teenagers of today, um, and, and I must say some of the young men, uh, the statistics are very, very high for suicide in young men. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a pandemic now that we have to, we have to grasp because the, the facilities all global, globally, worldwide, are not good enough. And we're in a pandemic of suicide. Uh, And one person can commit suicide and then you can have a cluster in that area or within that family. And so what I'm trying to do in Under the Fig Tree, which is called this because she has ashes under a fig tree in Montmartre Mm -hmm. in Paris. Um, Mm -hmm. And Time to Go, One Last Coffee was a is about how hard it was for me to let her go. Um, right. I, I, to not have that physical child with me anymore. And, and it's the worst grief I've ever known in all my life. Um, 
I started training to be a counsellor in the early 90s. And to be quite honest with you, the, the articles in the newspapers now about suicide, nothing's changed. And mm-hmm. so I, I've set up the Anna Wright, Anna M. Wright um, Art Foundation. And I'm going to be traveling first across the UK, then across Europe, and just see where this takes me. Yeah. Well, and Anna sounds like, you know, an amazing person and that um, listening to you talk about her and, and hearing how you're carrying her on forward yeah. and, and being able to help others with this, because I completely agree with you with um, yeah. with suicide being such a, um, it, it's not talked about very much. It's something no. I think, you know, people shy away from for, for various reasons, but it's so yeah. necessary given what everybody's been through, especially in the past couple of years, because um, it, it is happening and it's happening more than people talk about, but the, the message is so important in, in that um, the beauty of that, of being able to carry that forward for Anna is, um, is such an amazing thing. Yes, I have to say, I feel as if I've been driven by some internal force with, with, right. uh, with, with this grief and trying to come to terms with this grief and trying to help other people through the grief. I went to uh, the Pitch Festival in New York in April and um, I had seven different Hollywood companies ask for the book to be sent to them because they all said, this is today's topic. This yeah. is material that we need to know about and we right. need to know how to click in and somehow get through to children, teenagers, um, so that when they get into the young adulthood or late adulthood and they have big problems, perhaps they can solve them if they've learned how to do these things when they're younger. Yes, and the the whole the whole span of emotions that that come with um, what I think younger people deal with today, with um, you know, like I mentioned in the the intro about being drip fed that negativity, right, yeah. and falling into that that trap of what that brings and what that does to a person. Um, yeah. That that understanding isn't discussed at all. Um, it's it's actually I think more the other side. It's encouraged for people to consume that, and yeah. so there's no real conversation mm-hmm. around that. And then. You know, on the other side of that, understanding grief after loss, you know, that there's, I mean, um, in my own experience, um, nobody wants to, everybody wants to try to fix it for you. And what people don't yeah. understand is it can't be fixed. There's no fixing no. it. It's, it, it's, it's a, it's something that then you live with the rest of your life. And so, um, I think like, you're um, right. Yeah. Yeah, and being yes. able to understand that and how to communicate that to people, I think is also something that isn't talked about. That's true. It's very true. And I have had so many people say to me that it's quite refreshing to hear me say, you have to go through it. You can't yeah. go around it. You can't yeah. dismiss it. You have to go through this grief, but not alone. The biggest, if I got right. one biggest message out today, it's don't grieve alone. Don't be alone with your uh, mental health issues. There's always somebody, but you see, it's so hard to reach out when you're in grief. Mm-hmm. You oh, kind yeah. of, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's so difficult, but um, I don't know, Sloan, I think um, social media today has, has really pushed up the people alone in their homes being 
cyber bullied. Um, uh, you can see why everything's gone up. The pandemic with um, COVID, everybody lonely. Um, mm-hmm. And so many people took their life in lockdown. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. Talk about COVID being a pandemic. Um, suicide's a pandemic now. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. Globally, we are now dealing with a pandemic of suicide. And some, yes. somehow we've got to get, I mean, I, is it charities that are going to do all the work from now on? It, are, are there, is it people like me or other people can do podcasts and get through to people? I don't know. All I know, I'm trying to do my little bit. Right, exactly, in your span of control. And that, um, that <laughs> there's a definite miss there in society with not helping people with that. Because if you, if you are alone and you're in mm. that space of being alone, mm. um, mm-hmm. trying to even understand what to do next to help yeah. is such a, yeah. an overwhelming um, feat, it feels like, when you're in that. And so that um, it, it's, you know, I think it's also yeah. – it's on, you know, I feel like everybody can play a part in this too because um, everybody can reach out to somebody that they know that is maybe living alone or dealing with something and offer that, that shoulder, offer that support for the person. Sometimes all it takes is just a text message or a phone call to say, I'm here for you, right? It's not a fixing matter. It's not on everybody Mm -hmm. to fix everybody else. It's just letting someone else know that someone is there for them and cares and can help them um, find the right resources. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. You've you've hit the nail on the head. Um, yeah, I just don't, I just know that something has to be done um, mm-hmm. that hasn't been done so far. And I think if social media has brought this to an epidemic pandemic, then maybe uh, we can work backwards on that. So it's right. more face to face. Yeah, we're living in very difficult times where grief and suicide are big topics. And yes, people they don't are. want, you, you know, you said at the beginning, people find that um, they feel guilty, they feel ashamed, there's so much stigma attached to, attached to suicide. I know lots mm-hmm. of people who have said, oh no, my, my loved one died of natural causes, when I know they haven't. So you see, people uh, still don't want to say, my loved one has done this because right. of the stigma. It, that's right. And uh, it's, um, I mean, and it's such a big, big topic. I, we can go so many ways, but I want to go back to the book. Absolutely. And what you, what okay. your, maybe what you learned about yourself during the writing, writing process. Did you learn more about Anna during the writing process or how did that go for you? I learned more about me and I learned more about Anna, uh, which is incredible seeing as I thought I knew her very, very well. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I sat down and started writing the book in pandemic. And to be quite honest, I think it kept me alive because it kept her close to me. And she's Mm -hmm. such an amazing artist. I wanted to do a book that incorporated all her art and I wanted to have a therapeutic a note in there as well about um, uh, how how you can prevent it uh, and also how you can help with the grief afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, I I I learned more about Anna 
And I think maybe I could have handled it all different if I'd really realized what was going on in her head. Um, mm. So I, I think communi- yeah, communication really. And I learned about myself that I can, at the age of 70, still get up and go and do something. Uh, I can, I can, even if it's just in my part of the world, if it's this one yeah. book, if it's, if it's Anna's charity, which is now set up and I'm going to travel, uh, around, as I said, giving, giving talks, uh, mm-hmm. I learned that I am resilient and if I can do it, I think anybody can because yeah. the devastation when your child takes their life. Um, there's no preparation for it. There's, I don't think you've even got any defences for it. It's so bad. I don't think God ever mm-hmm. thought we'd have to bury our children who took their lives. Uh, it, it's such a such a deep primal pain. Um, right. So yeah, I learned I could get through this, and I learned how to how to communicate with others for them to get through. Uh, perhaps like you say, just with a little more ease, we're here, we're here, yeah. here's a voice. Uh, yeah. And if you don't want to take it up, you might well take it up next week or next month. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'll be yeah. there for you. Yeah, yeah, I do know, exactly. And yeah. I think yeah. that um, that resilience that you, that you talk about and being able to, um, like you're saying, move forward when it doesn't feel like you can – even breathe sometimes I would imagine it it, it's um, being able to take that and turn it into something beautiful and carry on in his name and and help others with that yeah yeah absolutely that is my aim and there was one point um that I entered group therapy uh, about a year after Anna had died and I was in a group with lots of people of her age and they was some of them were suicidal and when they heard my story about Anna, they all said, we're not going to do this. We didn't dream that our parents mm-hmm. would be this devastated. Oh. Uh, and, and, and it was quite a moment when I thought, well, here, here's a way of getting through to younger people. Look, yeah. listen, your mum and dad love you. This is what, look at this. There's a person here in a heap because right, her daughter right. did what you are all thinking of doing. And that right. message got through loud and clear. That's amazing. Yeah, that gave me chills hearing you say that. Um, yeah. You know, the, yeah. That, that impact that you had by, by being there, by yeah. willing to be there too, I think, right? Being yeah. willing to yeah. show up to that place in, yeah. in, yeah. in the grief. The humility. Yeah. yeah. And the humility. Mm-hmm. Hey, my daughter decided to check out and leave me. Mm-hmm. And... And they said, we've never, one girl said, I haven't spoken to my, she was a U.S. Marine and Mm -hmm. she was over in London for for work. And she said, I haven't spoken to my mum in two years. I'm going to go and phone Mm -hmm. her now. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So, so little by little, I suppose. I suppose you have to deal with grief, drip, drip. and you need to get through the months and you know Anna would have been 40 this summer so she's been gone three years this summer Mm -hmm. and when she first went I never dreamt I would be able to talk about this and about her with other people 
I thought right. I was never going to get up off the floor. Yeah. But, but by learning some basic tools, basic skills, um, know, knowing when you've got your trigger moment, which is an anniversary, is such a trigger. I'm dreading all mm-hmm. this the 6th already. Um, yeah. uh, but, but I am, there is something different in the grief process that has changed for me in three years. Um, I still have my days if I hear a music, hear a record or something where I, I think, oh, God, I can't bear this. But yeah. nine times out of ten now, I have found a way to get through things, even if it's just diversion for the afternoon. Watch a movie, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. The, right. So it's like each day at a time. And then we've got the Anna M. Wright Art Foundation, which hopefully... Uh, we'll raise money so that we can get therapists, art therapists into schools where um, they can work with students who are having some mental health issues and just by working through their art with them, trying to see what's going on deep inside that they can bring out and discuss because mm-hmm. that is so powerful. Oh, That's totally. So powerful. And- yeah. And when you talk about that, about, about learning those skills and learning, I mean, every, you know, everything you learn through the process, how were you able to learn that? Was that through your group um, uh, counseling sessions or is that stuff that you discovered on your own? I'm just curious if anybody's yeah. listening that has been okay. through this, how they might go about that. Okay. It was a combination of things. Mm-hmm. It was the therapy absolutely massively helped group therapy mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is why I want to uh, have that in, in Anna's foundation um, what else yeah I think it's it's just really digging deep some days you, it feels as if you're trying to walk through thick treacle where yeah. other days feel a little bit better but if you can have I mean cognitive behavioral ther- therapy um, there's a place for, for that big time in the world today because if mm-hmm. we've got some tools in our toolbox, which is, okay, I'm feeling like this, phone a friend. I don't want to phone a friend, but I'm going to phone a friend. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then other little things as well. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I want to talk to someone. Yeah, no, I don't want to talk to someone. Yes, I will talk to someone. It's like having another voice inside that isn't critical or shame or guilt. It's a voice inside that says, um, no, but you must. But you must. Yeah. I don't want yeah. to. Why don't you want to? And <laughs> your own internal dialogue, and then take it out to others as well. And yeah, yeah. keep busy. <laughs> that I, I understand that that internal dialogue, and um, having went through my own yeah. loss, um, it, yeah. it, that there there is a point where you 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 have to. I in my and I'm not speaking for you. I'm just from my own experience. Yeah, I had to be yeah. able to find relief from the grief. Like I yeah. had to be able to give myself a break. Like I, I can come back to mm-hmm. it later, but I I, I can't mm-hmm. bear this 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 level of grief yeah. anymore. And and being yeah. in and what I found in my own circumstances recently here is that um, you know I I didn't want to do anything. I I I lost my dad recently, and um, I, I didn't yeah. want to do anything. Sorry for that. And yeah. Thank you. And I, I didn't want to do anything, but I didn't want to 
stay there in the misery as well, right? I didn't want to in that uh-huh. that level of that mm-hmm. that self imposed um, suffering that we yeah. <laughs> that we go through. Yeah, uh, it's like yeah. another layer on top of the grief is this. I feel like the self imposed suffering. But what you were saying about getting up and making yourself do something, um, that's what I I finally. Um, got myself to understand is I don't want to do anything. I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to do anything, but I I got to this point where I started to tell myself, okay, if I just get up today and walk my dog, if that's the only thing I do today, then I'm off the hook, right? At least if I do one thing. And I, I, I found, I don't know if you found this, but that, that often started a momentum for my day that I wasn't able to accomplish otherwise. Yeah. It's like getting and, on a bike. I don't want to get on, yeah. get on it, and it's hard to pedal. And then suddenly you might, you know, hey, you've got you've got some endorphins going around in you, and right, and, and yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I I remember I have. I mean, I'm I'm lucky enough to have uh, my professional work as a therapist that I did all through the nineties and the noughties, and um, I I obviously learned so much then, um, which is why I you know I'm a great advocate of therapy so Mm -hmm. that's why I want to have that in the foundation really yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and and being able to you you know we talked about stigmas too um you know I know in my own experience it's the same with with therapy that people don't want to admit that they go to therapy Mm -hmm. and I freely talk about it because it's been a big I mean it's for I think I've been doing it off and on for maybe eight or ten years now um depending on what's going on but having that ability to um, like you talked about, get out of your own thoughts and have somebody else who's objective yeah. to the situation can help you see things that, that yeah. you cannot see in the grief or in yeah. the whatever you might be yeah. experiencing. And, and being able to, to have that um, is, that is to me life changing <laughs> because it, 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 it gets you it out is. of yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You're, and, you're right. You're absolutely right. Carry on. Yeah. Yeah, and so I was just going to say that um, that stigma around therapy, you know, I think that's other that's another layer yeah. to all of this that needs to be um, maybe understood or or needs to be um, you know thought of differently because it's it's a it it's a it's it's there to help if you you know and there's all kinds of therapies I mean we're not like getting into that or you know the various no. types and things but yeah, there's yeah. something for everybody in that and um yeah. I've even found with myself sometimes you have to go through two or three or four therapists before you find one that that clicks <laughs> with you and that's completely yeah. fine to be you know to be yeah. able to do that it's yeah and then of course that there's not only the stigma for going to therapy the, the way the economy is in the world at the moment not many people can afford it either well, there's it, that. Yeah, there's that element it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which is again, charities have got to take over from these governments that aren't doing enough, aren't doing nearly right. enough. Right. And um, I think that I, I just this conversation is so important. I think that we're having today, and I'm, I'm glad uh, we're, we've been able to have it. And I know we're coming up on the end of our time. So um, okay. before we close out today. Um, is there a final thought you want to leave with the listeners to make sure they know about Anna and about your book? Well, that it's available on Amazon, Goodreads, Barnes and Noble, all the usual places. Um, I can give you um, a website. You can see Anna's art and I can uh, let you have a website that will tell you more about the book. Um, Okay. So, so, um, 
my website with Author House is www.ritaandannamwright.com. Okay. That's com, And you can see her art on um, uh, AnnaWrightArt.com. Okay. Yeah, AnnaWrightArt.com. Um, and also look out for the, um, the Anna M. Wright Art Foundation, which by the end of this year, I'm, I'm like working through everything uh, Good days and bad days, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, and let's look out for that and make sure we can make a change. And perhaps yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe it'll be made into a screen documentary movie, which would be fabulous. Oh, that would that would totally be fabulous. And I'll link because to those, those websites. Yeah, go ahead. and all proceeds all proceeds from the book go to the foundation to okay. to help okay. us pay for for kids to have smart therapy. Mm-hmm. Great. And I'll link to uh, those websites you mentioned in the show notes so the listeners can find that easy. That'd be great. Thank you. Well, Rita, it's, yes, it's been great talking to you this week. Um, Rita Wright is the author of Under the Fig Tree, Time to Go, One Last Coffee. And Rita, I want to thank you again for joining us this week and being our guest on Books on Air. Thank you very much, Sloan. We got there in the end. Yes, we did. <laughs> you can find out more about the book, Under the Fig Tree, Time to Go, One Last Coffee, on Rita's website, which, as I mentioned, I'll link in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast, brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join us for the next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.